Welcome to the Curious Podcast, where we are constantly in the process of getting to the bottom of shit. Hey guys, I hope January is treating you all well. If you're the type that waits till now to set goals, you'll never do it. If you want to start something, do it right now. I'm sick of seeing people start resolutions that they'll drop mid-January. Back to the episode, this week's topic is going to be a bit of a mindfuck to say the least. Remember episode 11 when we looked into gang stalking? Well, there's more to it than meets the eye. Let's do a quick overview on electromagnetic waves so this can make better sense. Electromagnetic waves are a form of energy waves that have both an electric and magnetic field. They can transmit energy and travel through air, solid objects and even space. There is no escaping it. Electromagnetic waves are classified according to their frequency. The different type of waves have different uses and functions in our everyday lives. For example, one of the most important electromagnetic waves is visible light, which allows us to see. All man-made electronic devices produce their own electromagnetic waves at specific frequencies. This depends on the device, but many everyday electronics, such as radios, TVs, and even our mobile phones, stay in a frequency range known as ELF, or extremely low frequency, which is in the range of 3 to 30 hertz. Low frequencies are important here because the human brain naturally sends and receives things at this frequency range. If you didn't already know, we humans have our own natural electromagnetic fields that we also produce because we are electrical beings. Virtually every single process keeping us alive can be traced back to an electrical field that some part of your body is creating. Why does this all matter though? Firstly, we need to get the basics established. In this episode, we will better understand the bigger picture of what is being done to you, me and everyone else. As mentioned earlier, the human brain naturally sends and receives things at the extremely low frequency range. Devices running on this frequency have the ability to alter a person's brain waves, interfere with human thought, and more. These devices are also referred to as psychotronic weaponry or psychotronics. Bear with me as we verge into science fiction territory. The more research I do into such topics, the more it becomes apparent that the science fiction genre is based around a lot more truth than fiction. Once you reach this realisation, it's easier to process a lot of the information available and boy is there a lot of info, studies, experiments and findings. It's amazing how much we don't know is possible. Enough of my rambling. I know you came here for the juicy parts. Like, how the hell can a person's brainwaves be tampered with, for want of a better word? I guess tampering is the right word because... These methods are covert and remotely done, meaning the targeted individual has no idea they are being attacked, so to speak. Quote, Man-made electromagnetic energy, signals, 
produced and applied in the ELF range can be synchronized to human brain waves so that the brain becomes entrained. The targeted individual's brain waves are firstly scanned to determine the frequency of the EM his or her brain is currently producing. Then, that same frequency produced by the targeted individual's brain is produced by the psychotronic weapon and directed at the targeted individual. Once the targeted individual's brainwaves have been synchronized with the electromagnetic energy produced by the psychotronic weapon, the frequency produced by the psychotronic weapon is then gradually altered. Due to this synchronization, as the EM produced by the psychotronic weapon is gradually altered to produce any desired effects, the targeted individual's brainwaves will follow. This is the process of brain entrainment, which is fundamental to psychotronic weaponry. End quote. Just to summarise off of that, every single person has their own unique electromagnetic field because we're not clones. There are some clones out there, and I'll definitely be doing a clone episode soon. Anyways, why does this technology exist? If you've listened to any of my previous episodes, you will know that a number of governments around the world have invested a lot of time, money, and effort into super top secret scientific research. These could be black projects that have not been disclosed to the public, although the public taxpayer money always foots the bill. Many of the research done is groundbreaking and has the potential to change the world in a positive way. Despite that, as many of us have come to learn, the government does not usually have your best interests at heart. It's actually the opposite. Nearly all of these ventures into science have been conducted in the hopes of exerting more control and dominance over unknowing citizens. So what are the implications of psychotronic weapons? Just to name a few, you can hear voices in your head, experience involuntary movement, suddenly become sick, face dramatic changes in body temperature, the list goes on. The worrying part is that those first few things could easily be diagnosed as mental illness or drug abuse by just about anyone had they observed someone experiencing these things in an extreme manner. That's one of the major problems I have with this technology. There is a big reason this knowledge has not entered the public zeitgeist. If anyone has seen cases of someone being attacked with psychotronic weapons, everyone and their mum would easily explain it away as a mental health crisis. Aside from people already clearly suffering from mental illness, why is it so hard to believe someone telling us they are hearing voices in their head? If the person has no history of mental illness and has always been a functioning, contributing member of society, why then do we recoil at the possibility that not everyone hearing voices in their heads are clinically insane? Remember the crazy person in the movies is the character that is usually telling the truth. I always say this to bring home the point that nothing is too crazy or out there. We've been lied to about nearly everything, if not everything. 
Many of the electromagnetic waves emitted from electronics around us every day are not healthy for the human body and have been found to cause cancers due to the level of radiation absorbed. We are surrounded by electronics and huge power grids which are causing an unknown amount of damage to ourselves as well as distorting our natural frequency. Living in such an electronically dependent society, it is impossible to know how psychotronic weaponry is being used against the average person on a daily basis. We haven't even taken into account people in big cities inundated with high levels of radiation in densely populated areas. It really makes you wonder if we will hear about the dangers of electromagnetic radiation in 20 years or so, the same way they came out with cigarettes causing lung cancer in the 50s. Fortunately, there are people ringing the alarm about these dangers, though few and far between. Dr. John Hall, a doctor in San Antonio, Texas, is certified by the American Board of Anesthesiology. He is a member of the American Academy of Pain Medicine and also an active member of the Mind Science Foundation, dedicated to the study of human consciousness. He sits on the Medical Committee of the Human Rights Organization, Freedom from Covert Harassment and Surveillance. He is also the author of an important book titled The New Breed, Satellite Terrorism in America. The book includes real-life events and personal accounts of victims that have been electromagnetically attacked, detailing some of the bizarre things they have experienced. The premise of the book is essentially opening people's eyes to a completely new form of terrorism they would have never considered or imagined. The Texas Medical Board retaliated against Dr. John Hall when he began publicly speaking about electromagnetic harassment, gang stalking and so on. This led to a local hospital in the area suspending his clinical privileges for two months in 2006, but this did little to dissuade Dr. Hall. Shortly after, in 2007, the Texas Medical Board ordered two mental evaluations to be done on Dr. Hall. The first evaluation came back normal, whatever that is, and the second evaluation found him to be experiencing delusional disorder, which called for psychiatric intervention. I'm guessing this diagnosis was linked to his findings, which he chose to make public. So, yeah, they basically called him crazy for speaking out about this <laughs> and then diagnosed him as crazy. How do you get someone to shut up? Call them crazy. Then in 2008, his medical license was suspended. Funnier yet, his license was then reinstated with no explanation. Here's a clip of Dr. Hall on Coast to Coast Radio in February 2010, discussing some of the unseen threats around us. I've got to ask you just to start, how did this all start for you? I know, I mean, I know your doctor and I know some patients started coming to you. Was that what happened? Uh, partially that and partially it's a, a personal story. I was in a relationship with a woman um, that uh, began getting stalked, uh, started with stalking, and we had noticed uh, people following her to and from my home, um, me following me to and from her home. 
then she began having conversations with people that weren't there um, and being drugged with a rohypnol, a date rape drug, and, uh, and raped by people that were breaking into her condominium. Um, started writing down the plate numbers of the stalkers, and they all traced back to a, a private investigative service owned by a former FBI guy. Uh, and a, uh, some of his relatives, some of which were um, uh, former members of the Department of Defense. So I uh, did a little checking into what was going on with her. She had been, you know, no, no evidence of mental illness in the past or anything like right. that. Um, started checking into what uh, what technologies could do this. I had heard a little bit about uh, satellite surveillance in the past and luckily had some friends in the intelligence business and uh, spoke to a friend on the FBI and the CIA to verify the uh, some of the technology, and it, since it seemed to be following her everywhere, and indeed they said, yeah, I mean we we do have technology now on satellite that uh, can use X-ray imaging to see you indoors, uh, and there are directed energy weapons on it to attack you with, um, and to and as well as some audio harassment tools, uh, two of which um, uh, we found out about being. Well, you've covered on your show before, which is Voice to Skull. I know I've, mm-hmm. I've, I've heard some other people that uh, you've had on uh, mention having Voice to Skull. Some people think they're, you know, hearing the voice of God. I remember hearing one of your guests say that she went for a couple of months thinking that she had been anointed or was a, suddenly become a prophet before somebody explained to her she was being harassed. <laughs> harassed, absolutely. And well, in your particular case with your girlfriend at the time, why her? What what did they want with her? Uh, it was in, in our case, it was purely sexual assault based. Now, in other victims that I've spoken with and that we've interviewed, um, there's a lot of reasons. Some people are whistleblowers. Uh, some people are what we like to call social outliers, possibly people that have had some drug problems that uh, are easily discredited anyway um, by their lifestyle. They've slightly discredited themselves. So when this starts to happen to them, uh, nobody listens. Jeez, it's frightening. How long has it been going on, John, all over the place? Um, I know most of the victims I've talked to, including you know, several people here in San Antonio, that's been going on for over a decade. Um, probably one of the earliest reports that I've gotten was from one victim uh, that was in a motor ve- uh, motorcycle accident, was taken to UC Davis and, in 1981, and his, uh, his problem started after being released from the hospital. And that included not only directed energy attacks, but stalking, as well as uh, uh, hearing voices. In her case, was there was there a point where you said to yourself, "Well, there's something wrong with her. I've got to get her some help." Well, and that's one of the problems with this. This technology was obviously developed to to simulate mental illness or delusional disorder or schizophrenia. Um, that's one of the things that we're uh, myself and several other doctors, uh, PhDs that are are looking into this, are trying to develop some criteria for distinguishing between true mental illness and someone who's being victimized, and that's um, been very hard to do because you know, as you know, mental illness does exist. It is real. That's and, right. And, yeah, and schizophrenics and and certain people with certain delusions, auditory delusions, will hear voices. Now, the biggest difference that I've seen is that. Most schizophrenics will tell you the voices they hear kind of sound like garbled voices in a subway, multiple voices. The voices that these victims hear are usually very clear, very distinct, sometimes multiple people talking not only to them but to each other, sometimes using their real names. Sometimes the victims know the names of the people um, that are doing the watching. You know, cause It's obviously surveillance um, combined with attack. And are they being attacked 24-7, John? 
a lot of the people are being attacked 24 7. Um, uh, some of the it seems like some of the goal of the attack is to keep people up um, 24 hours a day. Uh, sleep deprivation, which is one of the other reasons that we're looking at this as possible, but possibly being some form of government experimentation. I, I was going to ask you that. It, it sounds like that they may be, you know, picking people and then just testing them. That's almost what it seems like, because it's really random. Uh, uh, we've done, through Freedom from Covert Surveillance and Harassment, the human rights organization, we've done some pretty extensive surveys to, to try to get the demographics on the uh, population that's being attacked. Um, Seventy percent are women. Uh, seven, and most of those women are um, between 35 and 50, either divorced or single and living alone. So there seems to be a large sexual assault component to it. They're trying to take advantage of them or what with that? It appears it appears to be that um, a lot of people that are being um, uh, victimized have gotten on the wrong side of a large attorney group. Um, there's often PIs involved. This, it, it appears that this may be getting networked through uh, large law firms or um, private investigative groups. I've spoken to a lot of victims in a lot of different states that um, have either had PIs following them around doing the stalking. Uh, or have um, been in some legal problems with a usually a very large law firm. Interesting. Now, this is going on in a number of states? From the surveys that we've taken and from the people that I've, I've interviewed, it's going on in every state pretty much except for a couple of, like North Dakota and South Dakota, some of the less populated states, and I think that's just a reflection of the, the population of the state. But uh, what we found are the, the four biggies are California, Texas, Florida, and New York City. What about worldwide? Is this, is this a problem? It, it, it is a global problem. Uh, I've been contacted by people from India, from Ireland, England, France, Spain. China has a large population of it. So it is a global problem as well, which, you know, kind of, I mean, you know, you've done a lot of shows on one world government and new world order. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's kind of what it's looking like, like this might be a excellent tool for actually instilling a, a new world order or one world government. Because you can only control people with guns and taxes, you know, to some extent. Guns won't control a lot of people, and taxes miss a lot of people. But this type of a, of, of a weapon will get everyone. What is the position of your colleagues in the medical community to this? And then that's that's the other sad thing, George. Um, you know, as, as physicians, we take a Hippocratic oath to do no harm and to try to help others. And you know, the position of the I know the American Medical Association, most of the medical establishment, is right now there's not even an admission that directed energies uh, weapons um, are in existence. And we've seen two of those in use on in the public already. The active denial system that the Army has is a millimeter wave weapon that burns the skin at a distance using a microwave energy type of thing. They've had that on 60 Minutes and have attacked a reporter with it to demonstrate. And the LRAD, which is a long-range acoustic device, which by definition is a directed energy weapon, has been used in Pittsburgh at the G20 summit and in San Diego. This is frightening. This is absolutely frightening. I mean, we're going to get into your thoughts on what people can do about this. I mean, I, I think it was Roger Tulsis, who was uh, my guest, who was telling us about these beams in the people, where some people actually think, John, that their neighbors are doing this to them. That is what it's apparently geared to do. Now, I'm not saying neighbors aren't involved. A lot of times in the in situations, in our situation in San Antonio, there were some neighbors involved in the stalking aspect of it. But I think what the technology really is geared to do is to make you, when you start hearing the whispering voices that sound like they're talking to you or about you, a lot of times they sound like they're 
on the other side of the wall or outside the window. So you do start to think it's your neighbors. And I think it's really geared for you to do something stupid to your neighbors to seal your fate as far as a psychiatric diagnosis. It's very interesting and funny how he also mentions a lot of these attacks, for example, um, really do simulate mental illness. Illnesses such as schizophrenia, paranoia, delusion. Uh, so it does really make me think because I have thought for a while now that nearly everyone is diagnosed with schizophrenia or gets diagnosed with it and it feels like um, a blanket diagnosis for when somebody tells a doctor they're hearing voices in their head and this makes me believe that there really is more to it and psychiatry could be a load of bullshit well actually i do think psychiatry is a load of bullshit uh if you do want to know more there's a video i have on my website in the matrix section about psycho psychiatry sorry being a complete farce but anyway it's also very interesting that when he's talking about america he actually mentions three different places where these attacks seem to be very heavy which is texas i think he said california or la and new york and recently we are seeing new york for example in 2023 is going downhill and we've always made jokes about it i mean on the internet and amongst each other that cities like new york and california are basically becoming mad max land but what if it is also a sort of testing ground for all of these different weapons and it's causing people to react obviously in a very extreme way who knows if we will ever find out what is really going on but the best we can do is theorize and hypothesize and wonder if you're still skeptical here's a 2008 case that was taken to court and won by a man who had accused his business associate of blasting him with electromagnetic radiation. Quote, Late last year, James Wolbert went to court to stop his former business associate from blasting him with mind-altering electromagnetic radiation. Wolbert told the Sedgwick County, Kansas panel, that Jeremiah Redford threatened him with, quote, jolts of radiation after a disagreement over a business deal. Later, Wolbert said, he began feeling electric shock sensations, hearing electronically generated tones, and getting popping and ringing sounds in his ears. On December 30th, the court decided in Walbert's favour, and issued a first-of-its-kind order of protection, banning Redford from using, quote, electronic means to further harass Walbert, end quote. If you'd like to read the rest of this article that was published on Wired.com, go ahead and click the link in the source material of this episode. You can read about how this case set a precedent in terms of electromagnetic attacks being taken seriously as an actual offence. It also spread awareness of this kind of thing being a real threat. Emphasis on real. I won't spoil it for you any further, but it was due to the results of James's case that politicians were speaking about actually looking into creating legislation regarding electronic harassment, and the UN were forced to take the possibility of this kind of threat seriously. Unfortunately, I actually couldn't find any current US legislation regarding electromagnetic attacks, 
but I did stumble upon an act called the Radiation Exposure Compensation Act, which is actually more about exposure to uranium and nuclear testing cases. Quite disappointing to see still no legislation created for psychotronic weapons, but to have legislation there would obviously have to be wider acknowledgement and education surrounding this whole topic. So, politicians saying words as always, what's new? As it stands, there is little to zero public knowledge regarding psychotronic weaponry, as most people have no idea it is real, let alone in active and widespread use. Still think it's a conspiracy? I guess you didn't hear about the time the US government accidentally sent documents about mind control programs involving psychotronic weapons. These documents were sent to an investigative journalist who made a freedom of information request. All citizens have the right to ask and see recorded information held by public authorities. This could be any branch of government and this act also exists in the UK. So, when this journalist made a request to the US government, he got more than he bargained for. He got proof that psychotronic weapons exist, including being sent detailed diagrams of how the body can be manipulated in different ways. Quote, The first graphic shows the outline of a woman's body pointing out different areas that could be remotely controlled, induced with pain or pleasure, and stimulated in strange ways. One of the arrows points to the centre of the head and reads, Forced manipulation of airways including externally controlled forced speech. Another graphic shows the use of remote brain mapping and mind control by use of helicopters, trucks disguised as communication vehicles and radio towers. It shows what appears to be wave signals penetrating walls of houses and controlling individuals or groups of people as well as the different resonance frequencies needed to control various areas of the brain, end quote. So that's super interesting. When I was reading this, it did make me think about things such as my last gang stalking post that I have on the website, where one gang stalking victim actually kept talking about a van that was outside his house, and he even has a YouTube channel that's still active even though he's dead. And a lot of people have gone back to view these videos because these videos are even more compelling now that he's dead. And there was, lo and behold, a very creepy van that would always be outside of his house. And it was disguised as some sort of cleaning business or something like that. It was really shady, but it was actually fake because, not to spoil it for you guys, but a YouTuber ended up calling the number and finding out it's a totally fake number. So it actually added more credence to his story. If you do want to check that out, go check out the website and check out the public post titled Gangstalking. But yeah, this is really honestly insane stuff. I really want you guys to see the diagrams because they are wild. Link is in the source material with the word diagram in brackets so you know which one I'm talking about because you guys know I like to give you all the sources and all the research of all the things I'm looking at so that you guys can go off and read it because I don't mention every single thing that I've read. What definitely bewildered me was that 
there's even an arrow at the genital area which reads, quote, special attention to genital area, itching, forced orgasm, intense pain. Who the fuck comes up with these things and why do the villains have all the money? I just want to know the answer to those two questions, but I'm probably never going to get it. They can force someone to speak and say things they don't want to. Ultimately, being able to control a person's speech, moves and bodily functions. What if this has been happening already? They would need to experiment on people to be able to claim this is what psychotronic weapons can do. This can be used to make you buy more, create an addiction, attack someone, self-harm. It goes on and on. There are obviously no confirmed cases, as there will never be an outright admission from the government. It would lead to public outrage. I can also imagine many cases of alleged mental illness being reconsidered if this information was more widely known. This is a vast topic and definitely deserves several episodes as there are so many as there are so many more aspects of the technology that are both interesting and concerning. One episode just doesn't do it justice, so be on the lookout for more psychotronic, electromagnetic and radiation-based episodes on the horizon. Do you believe this technology is real or purely the stuff of science fiction? Have you experienced some of these things discussed in this episode? Do let me know as you can now leave a comment on the episode on whatever app you're using, as well as making a kind donation if you like to support us in bringing you more thought-provoking content. Don't forget to also check out our new and improved website at www.thecuriouspodcast.co.uk. We've got a special Sixside World post introducing what a PSYOP is, using 9-11 as a prime example, which is a super juicy read, if I do say so myself. Thanks for listening, guys. I really appreciate it. If you're into the strange, morbid, or curious, I'll see you in the next episode. Stay safe, stay curious, for real.